John just made a very obscene joke that he's asked me to take out of the take out of the edit, and so it has been removed. And if it wasn't for this announcement, all of you would be none the wiser. You would have no idea of Long John Silver's perverted dark side. <laughs> anyway, welcome to Election Pride Ballot, and uh, my name's Kid Midas, the original Wave Rider, and I'm joined on the line by John Kimball. John, hey, the- David. Hi. Hey, everyone out there in podcast land. Yeah, let's get right to it. I'm in a really good mood because my predicted portfolio is I'm seeing a lot of green on the scene. <laughs> oh, we wait so long to say that. I got so much green on the scene when I go to my predicted homepage. Oh, my that, gosh. I'm up, is, up, up. That is very surprising. I'm in 11 markets and I'm up in one, two, three, four, five, six of them. Uh,. Wow. So how much money? Not, I mean, not that much. Who will control the Senate after 2022? I'm up $11 in that. Which party will win the Ohio Senate race? I'm up $7 in that. Which party will win the Georgia Senate race? I'm up $11 in that. Mm-hmm. Which party will win the North Carolina Senate race? I'm up $12 in that. John, do you see a pattern or a theme emerging here? It seems like the conventional wisdom on the Senate has reached notoriously right-leaning predicted, even predicted, is buying into the Senate being controlled by the Democrats, potentially. Right. Now, the fact that I'm up in all these Senate markets, it doesn't mean that all these things are above 50 for Democrats. It just means like, for instance, uh, oh, holy shit. Wow, the Georgia market. Dem, Dem, who will? Which party will win the twenty twenty two U.S. Senate election in Georgia? Yeah. Democrats. That's at sixty. I'm killing in this market. What do you have in this market? I get uh, one hundred and twenty dollars. So you're up on that, yeah. Yeah. What I was going to say was, uh, let's take the North Carolina Senate market. So I bought a hundred shares. Which party will win the U.S. Senate election in North Carolina? I said Democratic um, because I like Sherry Beasley. And because we always will stay loyal to the beloved North Carolina, a state of our birth and where you live and a place that I visit often. But anyway, all this to say, I bought 100 shares at 16 for the Democrats to win that seat. And it's now up to 24. I mean, that is that is green on the scene. I'll take any green on the scene, but it doesn't mean that overall predicted now thinks Democrats will win that Senate seat. Just means predicted thinks the odds have gone up. Right. Just to clarify all that. Now, John, as soon as I see these green arrows, part of me thinks, maybe I should just cash out. Should I get out of all this stuff? Yes. Should I sell everything right now? Yes. Just profit take and then jump back in later? I wish Predicted had a button that you could just sell everything. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? You could just go in and liquidate your account. Okay. I think it would be a great thing to have. I think it Wait, would be to liquidate great... your account, like just to get out of Predicted, like an auto self-destruct? Yeah. Well, just to sell all of your current assets at whatever the asking is, you know, because sometimes things are happening so fast and you have to go from one, one market to the next and you want to just let them all go at once. I think it would be an exciting thing to have because people would occasionally hit it mm-hmm. and sell everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, continue with your uh, your markets. Go ahead. Well, the only thing I wanted to say was now that I'm thinking about getting out of some of these markets, I don't want to get out of the Ohio Senate race market. 
John and I, of course, are actively pursuing a salacious J.D. Vance billboard placement in the state of Ohio, but our broker that we're working with, we found a location that we think is just terrific at a fair price. But according to the spreadsheet that our broker sent, that billboard placement does not allow for political content. However, our broker said he would talk to a supervisor to see if we could get away with our J.D. Vance, you have no chance because your underwear is dirty. Maybe that will skate by the political uh, ban on political advertising. Yeah, I hate I do. I wish that I had read the spreadsheet closer uh, because I spent a lot of time in Google Maps and Google Earth looking at these particular locations. And I really liked the one that we had. It's um, on a eastern approach into the city of Akron. It would have the sun behind you in the morning as you were going into your, assuming people still work in downtown Akron, I don't know. But if they did, you'd have the sun behind you shining right on the billboard. Uh, There are some others uh, south of town. And maybe if they don't have the uh, political, um, what's the word I'm searching for? Exclusion. Yeah. Then not allowed. Um, right. Maybe we can go there. All right. So we're making progress. It's slow. But this billboard will happen. And when it's time to pay money, we will definitely come to you with our begging bowls, our hat in hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm saying all this because now when I think about liquidating my position in all of these Senate markets, now that everyone is riding this wave of optimism about Democrats' chances in the midterms, I'm really reluctant to let go of the Ohio position because. Although Democrat winning that Senate seat is only trading at 26, I bought in at 19, so it's up seven. So that's not bad. And I kind of mm-hmm. think it might go higher because J.D. Vance just seems off his game. Just judging from the panic tone of the text that he sends my phone, even though I must admit I have repeatedly replied with a simple fuck you to these texts, he's still texting me. I don't think it goes to a person. I don't think it goes to him. Some politician was texting me and I said, fuck you. And I got an immediate reply. <laughs> okay, we'll take you off this list, which I, I assume <laughs> yes. is just part of a res- auto response. If they get that, uh, you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, maybe. I don't want to sell my Ohio st- stakes because I want to wait to see how our billboard affects this market because I know there will be movement on this market once well, our billboard goes we up. We need to fund the billboard and you and I will be funding, so we may have to liquidate our accounts to Well, do let's it. wait and see what the final cost for the billboard is. I might sell my Bitcoin now that it's up to almost $90 from my original investment of 100 Uh I guess I'll get out of the Georgia Senate race. Let me, let me sell these Georgia shares. Um, they're at 60 Actually, but I don't want to get out of that either because that's definitely going to go up. Yeah, that's going to 100 Herschel Walker is not going to win this Senate seat in Georgia. No. All right. I'm holding God, that would be amazing if he does. Oh, if he does, it's going to be really normal and cool. Because he'll be acting really normal on the floor of the Senate. He probably won't even go to work. He'll just walk around Washington, D.C., just like, like taking photos of buildings and stuff. And they'll be like, aren't you a senator? And he'll be like, wait, what? I am mm-hmm. yeah. like, yeah, you have to go to Congress and make laws. He's like, I don't think so. Are you sure? Like, Ugh. yeah, you're a, a United States Senator. He's like, no, I don't think so. I thought I just won a contest to come to Washington, D.C. and take photographs of buildings. Well, we're not going to have to worry about that. On the other hand, I'm not doing so good in all my Joe Biden markets. 
Who will be the Democratic 2024 presidential nominee? I don't know why I have $60 invested in Joe Biden being the nominee. Who will be the 2024 presidential election winner? I don't know why I have $24 invested in in Joe Biden winning the 2024 presidential election. Do I need to get out of my Joe Biden markets? What's going on with Joe Biden, John? Uh, well, before we started, you said that Joe Biden was on a rebound. Thanks to old Joe Manchin. Everything I continue to read in the New York Times and other media seems to say that despite all the good things, he still doesn't have his step back. I mean, he did. He ended up. He got COVID again. Yeah, he got COVID twice. That's kind of tough. Yeah, that is. Yeah. So, but he did have a good week in the sense that Manchin came through. Chuck Schumer and Joe Manchin being all secret and coming up with their secret plan and 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 sticking it to the Republicans. And then the Republicans all voted against the veterans health care thing because they were in a fit of, what's the word, a fit of peak? A fit yeah. of, mm-hmm. and Sinema comes through and they pass this thing. Then Joe Biden is back to being number one jujitsu kung fu master of all time. Yeah. One inch punch president. What do you think is going to happen? I kind of think Kirsten Sinema is going to do something and fuck it up. I don't know why. I used to say that about Joe Manchin and look at him now. I mean, it is less than a third of what it was originally supposed to be when we knew it as build back better. Well, that's gone. It's not like Joe Manchin stepped up 100%. They cut a lot of shit out of the spill, obviously. But I don't know. I kind of, I can't imagine Kirsten Sinema just allowing this to happen without her becoming, without her, so to say, centering herself. If you've ever heard, John, the concept of centering oneself. Yeah, yeah. It means like taking up a lot of attention, I think, or yeah. making it all about you, right? I'm like, familiar with people like that. Okay, okay. Are you talking to one right now? Blink twice if you want to answer yes. <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? I don't know. The more I read, the more confused I get. I read uh, Liam Donovan. He's he's somebody on the right side who's got a real good head on his shoulders and seems to know a lot. And Greg Sargent from uh, the Washington Post. The two of them have been going back and forth on Twitter and having conversations. Hmm. And uh, yeah, they seem to have the same thought that you do. It's just who is going to be able to influence cinema? Who indeed? That's Ooh, the, I like that little twist you put on at the end. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the the how do you do it and who does it? Well, the people who donate money, the huge corporations and lobbyists that donate money to her campaign, I assume, right? Isn't that in the end who she'll be beholden to? She's not going to run again, is she? Yeah, I, nobody seems to think she will. Right. So, plus she seemed a little annoyed and hurt that Manchin and Biden were having these secret conversations without her. Yeah, I understand that. I would be I would feel left out. I get very sensitive sometimes when I feel like people are hanging out behind my back, you know, especially if they're doing something that I might be interested in, like drafting some huge piece of legislation. But you know, the fact that you get sensitive often will work against you. Oh, no, be- it's been a real source of because yeah. because if, say, I'm talking to one of our mutual friends, mm-hmm. I don't even want to tell you that I was talking to them because it will hurt your feelings. And then if you find out, you'll feel excluded. You see? Are you saying that happens to me a lot? Am I like that? I'm res- No, no. But it's that okay ha- if I am. You can tell me. No, no. But I, I think I do that with a number of friends. And it's just, and it's never a big deal. I'm just like, oh, just on the chance that they might be jealous or hurt that I was having a conversation with someone else and not 
like the three of us. Is that because you're the alpha in our friend group? Everyone wants an audience with John Kimball. Yeah, that's yeah, in the that's Oval it. Office. They want to yeah. they want to bend his ear and try to get him to vote in their favor. But ju- so I have but- a confession. I have a confession. Our mutual friend Sam called two minutes before. Sam called you. Yeah, Sam called me and only why me. because he wanted to give me an update on this big secret stories working on that I've shown a lot of interest in more than you have. That's true. I truly do not care about the story. So I don't care if he calls you. And st- I thought, but if I he didn't was tell you, to- I didn't tell you. Cause I was like, it's going to maybe uh, upset him. And he's going to think no. that we're talking behind his back. I don't give a shit about Sam. Sam's dead to me. That guy's that guy. Yeah. He's not the okay. sharpest knife in the drawer. Let's just say. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Also those, that plaid shirt he has. I don't know, Sam. Lumberjack much and not on my watch. I'll just say that. <laughs> so you and Sam just go out and have a great time. And I hope you guys just reminisce about your old former friend, David. All I'll right. be hanging out with my new cool friends that I met on TikTok. What's going to happen with the bill? Will it affect Biden's fortunes in the next election? I don't think it matters. I truly think Biden is not going to run again, no matter how successful the second half of his first term is. Nobody wants him to run again. And I do think you can decouple that from any policy agenda successes or, or catastrophes he has. I do think it's a function of his age. And I think him getting COVID twice in a row is not going to help that. And I don't think in the next two years he's going to get any younger looking or acting. So, well, let's, John, yeah, but let, let's clarify here. It's not necessarily okay. his age. It's just his age. Yeah, right. Not, it's how he's wearing everybody. his age. Of course, of course, of yes. course. Pete Seeger right. could have been Not all well. men. No, oh yeah. God. Not everybody yeah. that age is right. disqualified. It's just some people are. Yeah. People age differently. Our bodies and, are all different. Okay. They're all yeah. temples, but they're all temples to different deities. Why don't we just say that? So you know what I'm going to do for the first time in months and months? I'm going to get out of all these Joe Biden markets. I just don't think it's going to happen. I had bought into Biden being the 2024 Democratic presidential nominee at 38. It's now down to 31. I think the writing's on the wall. I'm going to sell. Meanwhile, my man, Gavin Newsom, who we have some good intel about that we'll get to later in the episode, is at 20 cents. I'm going to hold on Gavin Newsom. I don't think Kamala Harris at 18 is going to happen. Maybe I'll Uh, short Kamala Harris. I don't know. I wouldn't be so certain. There was a big article in the Times today about how nobody likes her. Yeah, you know, nobody so liked Al Gore either. Well, did he? Oh, you're right. He did win the nomination, though, didn't he? Yeah, he won the election, too. Oh, look at you. Anyway, I wouldn't. Um, I think she's a good buy at 18 cents, frankly. Really? OK, I'll buy. Yes. But what should I do about these Biden shares? You know, as I've said before, and I guess I'll still stick by it. I think Biden runs if Trump runs. So my position actually makes no sense because while I have Biden being the 2024 presidential nominee for the Democrats, I have Trump not being the 2024 Demo- the Republican nominee for president. And you're saying one of these things happens, the other happens, but they neither if neither of them if one if you know what I mean. I don't know. I mean, who's it going to be? Is it going to be DeSantis? It's so early. We have no idea who it's going to be. You keep it, saying it's at so this poorly, point, so early. Remember when DeSantis ran for governor? No, I truly have no he memory of that. He was so terrible. Remember a hit dog, Will Holler? Yeah. What's his name? Really stuck it to him. 
Yeah, he did stick it to him, and DeSantis was just sitting there. I mean, that guy, how can people that have no talent get elected and then be considered the front runners for the big job? I mean, that guy does not have it, just like Ted Cruz doesn't have it. But Ted Cruz isn't the front runner. Ted Cruz is a United States senator. Ted Cruz has more power than you and I could ever have in our wildest Yeah, I'm just dreams. saying they don't have the charisma and the personality to be president. You know, George W. Bush had it. Oh, interesting. He was, he could be kind of charming in his own oafish way. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now his dad didn't necessarily have it. No. Just like maybe Harris doesn't have it. But you got a big leg up when you're the vice president. Yeah, that's true. All right. I've bought into Harris. Maybe I'll do a little wave riding. I'll hold on to Biden. Basically, I'm not going to sell anything, I guess, in my portfolio at all. Okay. I'll just be passive. I'm a passive investor at this point. John, I hear you took your parents to the movies the other day. Let's have a Hollywood report. I wanted to go see the movie Nope. It's uh, Jordan Peele's new movie. I don't know if if cool, uh, cool. Yeah, a lot of people are talking about it on Twitter, and I really liked uh, his movie Get Out, famous movie, which was a big success. Yeah, and I thought I'm going to go see this movie. Nope, and I decided to take my parents with me. Cool. And we were the only people in the theater. What time of day did you go? Did you go at like four in the morning? I thought no, this was we a went, hit movie. We went three thirty. In the afternoon in Boone, North Carolina. Oh, you were in the mountains. I thought you, that photo you sent me of your two parents sitting in the middle of a completely empty theater. I thought that was Silver Spot, Silver Spot Cinema at the no. University Mall. No, but I mean, Boone is a hip, cool place with lots of college students. Maybe they're not there in the summer. Maybe it's If you just... had been in Asheville, I bet there would have been a lot of people in the theater. Yeah. Well, there was nobody in the theater. Um, I, I would just say that... Hopefully that didn't affect the vibe in the theater. A lot of times when there's more people in the theater, there's a lot more energy. Right. Okay. So there wasn't a lot of energy in the theater. There was none. It was just us. And that said, I did not enjoy this movie. I did not think this was a good movie. For me, this may have been a great movie for other people. And and it, obviously the stuff you've read, lots of people I respect loved this movie. I did not enjoy this movie because I did not either understand it or it was more of an expectation thing. You psyched yourself up after the after the precision clockwork masterpiece of Get Out. Which Get Out was. And, right. and this wasn't, but maybe it wasn't supposed to be. So uh, it just wasn't my cup of tea. You're being very diplomatic about this. And my parents... Um, did they hate it? My mom and well, they both laughed through the entire thing because I thought, I think they were just like flabbergasted. Like what is happening here? Uh And so that's what I thought. And my mom was like, I didn't get it at all. And I was like, okay, well I didn't either. And then she felt a lot better. Right. But my dad loved it. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. Did he understand it? He, well, I don't know if he understood it all, but he was entertained by it and he laughed. And my dad famously falls asleep in movies all the time. Sure. We all know that about your dad. When when I took him to go see Top Gun, he slept through half of Top Gun. Uh, Uh, Top Gun Maverick? Yes. Top Gun Maverick. He slept through, but he was awake the entire time. 
So he liked it. He thought it was funny. Then when we went back, he wanted to read all the, the articles about it out loud to us. And he was still talking it, about it the next day. Why didn't so, you call me on speakerphone and let me listen as your dad read articles about Nope to you and your mom? I'm telling you, it was incredible. We should do a Patreon episode with your dad talking about this movie. I got to tell you, when he re- would read these articles to us, half of the articles he was reading was just a synopsis of what happened. So they say, uh-huh. before we tell you what we think, we need to tell you what happened in the movie. Right. Now, this is for people that haven't watched the movie, but we had watched right. the movie. So right. then my, da- my dad would read for five minutes telling us what we had just watched. I think that's the next Patreon episode. Your dad just reading different summer. No discussion of Nope. Just your dad reading plot summaries of Nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 20 different people's plot summaries of Nope with no yeah. annotation, no analysis, and no yeah. critical eye. All right. I'll talk to him if you want to see if we can do that. Yeah, see if we can do that. So that's that's my thing. But I, you know, I'm not I'm not a movie critic. I don't I don't know anything. Yeah, so. but you can like what you like what you like. You have good taste. Yeah. Sound of music. Yeah, exactly. And that's yeah. A flawless, flawless masterpiece. Flawless, yeah. What did you think? John, I saw Nope. With our friend, celebrity guest investor, John Hodgman. And I have to say, I thought Nope was a total fucking masterpiece. I loved it. I was absolutely thrilled. I was moved. I almost started crying at the end. There was one moment where I burst into spontaneous applause. I don't know what it was, where I was at, or how I was feeling, but I was like, yeah, I just thought it was incredible. Like, I really liked Get Out. Get Out is just... You know, it's that's a that's just like it just work. Everything is just fits into place thematically, story wise, just like a perfect instrument, right? Right. And then I feel like he was like, "All right, I did the perfect thing, like the perfect mechanical movie. Now I'm just going to make kind of let the movies be a little looser and weirder and shaggier and thematically, it's not going to be like a one to one correspondence with real world stuff. It's gonna, just going to be a little loose, right?" I think if I saw us a second time, I would like it a lot more because like you, I went in thinking I was going to see a new like get out where it's like, oh, this all makes perfect sense. But after us, I think I was ready for Nope to also just be a little strange. And there are some things in the movie that confused me. There was one huge thing that I didn't even realize until I read the Wikipedia plot summary where I was like, oh, my gosh, of course. And that made me love the movie more. But just overall, I mean, the cinematography, the music. I usually do not care about movie music at all. I mean, I'm sure it works on me, but I don't usually thrill to it. Yeah. But some of the, some of the music cues for like the chase sequences were like, so were just like so exciting. I just thought it was terrific. I just think he's a, I just think he's, he's making these like colossal movies that are just so ambitious. Daniel Kaluuya. Is that how you say his name? I was just dumbstruck by how good he was in the movie. Just his physicality, the way he held himself, yeah. the way he wouldn't make eye contact he with people, which obviously so fits cool. the theme of the movie. He reminded me so much of somebody from my past, and I can't figure out who it is. I have some theories, but that movie would not have worked if that character hadn't been so compelling and so quiet. My favorite line was when she wanted to leave, and he was like, I'm staying. I got mouths to feed. That was so cool. There was a I, lot of really cool moments. Yeah. 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 It was just great. I just thought it was so damn good. Yeah. And I'm going to go see it again. I would never, 
never would I ever see it again. It was so You have long. to see it again. You'll understand so much more about it. Well, I read everything about it now. It, it's not compelling to me. If you don't want to hear spoilers for Nope, skip ahead two minutes now. The thing I did like about it is that it backed up my hypothesis that uh, intelligent life or, or or extraterrestrial creatures or technology, when they do encounter us, they it will not be good for us. Not necessarily because they are bad or evil, just because they got a job to do and we're not part of that. I see. Yeah. So the alien design, when the aliens started unfurling, that was so exciting and awesome. The alien looked fucking terrific. Yeah. And then it had that green emerald, like square lens thing. Tarp type thing. Yeah. It was just like, yeah. Smack, a, bap. Yeah. 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 It was so cool. Yeah. I loved how it was set in the set in um, wide open vistas with mountains and everything. And, I was talking to Hodgman about this. The last movie I saw where everyone was going crazy about the landscape was that Jane Campion movie called Power of the Dog. And that did have amazing landscapes, but you never had to actively engage with the landscape and really look actively at the landscape like a hunter does or like a fire watcher does, which you have to do in Nope because you're looking for this fleeting space thing that's like flitting in and out of the clouds. And so when they have these wonderful wide shots in low light the the cinematography at night is so incredible mm -hmm. you are you're totally looking across this i noticed my head like looking all around the entire area of the movie screen which you almost never have to do because they're always directing you exactly where you're supposed to look but in this movie you really do have to actively engage in the landscape in a way that someone who lives in that landscape knows how to engage with it i thought that was so cool i thought it was just such a great use of lands of space and place and everything. I, yeah. I can't wait to see it again. I thought it was so damn good. How, how many uh, people were in the theater? I would say it was 60% full. And I would say John and I were the only two people wearing masks, which was kind of mind blowing to me. People really just don't wear masks anymore indoors. It's crazy to me. Yeah. Isn't, well, it, BA, isn't it still going crazy BA5? Like, isn't everybody getting COVID? Yeah. BA.5. It's going nuts. Yeah, I wow. would say I am. It's getting down to I know more people that have had COVID that haven't at this point. Right. But I did not wear my mask in the theater because it was empty. It was just you and your parents. Yeah, I guess there could have been. And some you COVID still haven't had COVID, right? No. You and I are two of the last people who've never had COVID. Yeah. Anyway, that's the Hollywood. That's our Hollywood report. We have one thumb up for nope and one thumb down. Sam didn't like it. Sam's an idiot. Oh, was that your Sam, your little friend who called you right before we were about to start recording? Yeah, I got another. I got another. I got another confession. Sam and I, after I saw the movie, I talked to Sam outside of our our text thread. I assume that was happening because I said no spoilers. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. But we were talking about you. Oh, and, great! And we okay. were making predictions about whether you would like it. Oh, what were the predictions? Hey, this is good. What yeah. did you predict? The predictions were that you would love it. Really? Yeah. Because you guys both hated it, and so you thought David is an idiot, so he'll probably love it. 
No. And then sure enough, as soon as I came out of the theater, I texted you guys and said, total masterpiece. I loved it. It was thrilling. Yeah. No, it was because so many, it it seemed like more people hated it than liked it. So you would go the opposite direction to- Oh, just to be different. Yeah. Right. As a distinction to all the other- I don't think so because everybody loved Top Gun Maverick and I love Top Gun Maverick. That was an exception to the rule. That was me in total normcore mode. Yeah. And I, uh, most people liked everything everywhere all at once. And I didn't like that. And then I was at a party with someone who used to be a projectionist at a Chapel Hill movie theater, you and I both know. And when we decided to share our darkest movie confessions, and I said, I didn't like everything anywhere all at once, he agreed with me. He said it was like, quote, a hundred Geico commercials stitched together. And then he said it was like, quote, a dog that wouldn't stop humping my leg. And I was like, wowie zowie, this guy's vibing with me. Who was that? I can't say. But can you tell me? Yeah, some, it's, it's from my other f- friend group in Chapel Hill. Oh. People you don't know. Sorry. Part of the my scene? My secret friends. The yeah, scene. Yeah, my secret friends. Yeah. See, you're not the only one who has little behind the, behind the back friends, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. I have my own little secret friend groups. Maybe we talk about you, John. Maybe that's all we do all day is talk about you. You don't know. No, I don't. What a special episode of Election Profit Makers. Is it? John, Andrew Yang started a new party called the Forward Party. Just when I thought things couldn't get any better. What's the deal with I this? I thought he already did this. I thought he already started. I know. I was so confused. I think they merged with some other parties. Okay. And then they just took on the name. I don't know. They did something. They did something that did, did change the game this week and made it so they're... Still, I mean, I I don't know. They did something. They made a lot of noise. Let me read this email that I got from Andrew Yang. He said, what an amazing 48 hours. Upon the announcement of the new forward party, over 20,000 Americans signed up in all 50 states. At one point, every (laughs) 35 seconds, someone new was joining. We raised well over $100,000 in grassroots donations. 20,000 people. Don't say that, dude. That's that's like that's a, bad. That's like a third tier podcast amount of numbers. Yeah, you need to say something like we got a bunch, we're still under a million, you know? We've something got a ways like, to go, but we but we need your help. Yeah. But 20,000 out of all the press and uh, 333 million Americans you know what? That's a great indictment, not only of their strategy as a political party, but also the American media. Because he goes on to say, perhaps equally important, mainstream media news coverage of Forward was everywhere. Every major news outlet covered it, reaching nearly 40 million Americans on TV and radio alone. And we trended number one on Twitter. And 500 plus articles were posted about the new common sense party that Americans have been waiting for. It's like, bruh, if Americans have been waiting for this common sense party, and you trended number one on Twitter, and 40 million Americans were reached by media articles about your party, and you had 20,000 people <laughs> sign. What's 20,000 into 40 million? That's one in 2,000 people, yeah, right? Th- think about how many people they're going to have sign up in the few. Oh, none. That's it. 20,000. They're never going to have press like that again. Our freaking J.D. Vance underwear billboard is going to be bigger than the forward party. Yeah, it's going to have more people driving by it 
every day and seeing it. Oh my gosh. Andrew Yang, God love you. What a dummy. He's a dummy, right? Yeah. And I'm not saying that I'm smart. No, I'm just saying I recognize stupid when I see it. And he is not exceptional in any way. And, you know, no offense to my friends who uh, are Andrew Yang. Or the Yang gang. Yeah. Andrew Yang says, these are exciting times. We would love your help building forward. If you haven't already done so, please sign up at forwardparty.com and perhaps make a donation and then reach out to people in your network and say, quote, hey, have you seen this new party? I think it's exactly what the country needs. Yeah. Okay, Andrew Yang. All right. So seriously, for a moment, it's not a game changer. The forward party is a joke. It's third parties in the U.S. uh, cannot win. But the third party could have an effect. Mm -hmm. Maybe if, if they continue to make noise and raise money, they could have an effect on upcoming elections. You know, Ross Perot had an effect. If Trump isn't the nominee and decides to run as a third party candidate, maybe he could have an effect. So that, that that's an open question. And that's where uh, my interest in the forward party begins. When they announced the forward party, there were all these amazing articles that were like, as of uh, press time, the forward party has no policy positions. Uh, it is like, what's their position on abortion? What is the forward party position on abortion? In their defense, I mean, their position is they are an alternative to the other two parties. Right. But And they, because they just formed, that's what you want to, you want to be a part of the conversation. They're going to, those 20,000 people uh-huh. who join. 20,000 strong. Uh-huh. Yeah. Are going yeah. to decide what, what they're positions are. Yeah, it would be interested to hear. I know one position, they won't be woke. Oh, is that true? They've already said that? Yeah, yeah. And they'll, okay. they'll be there. They'll be against cancel culture. Okay, cool. And uh, they'll probably- That's the one, I love that that's the one position they already feel comfortable announcing. Cause just because, yeah. oh God, this country's so dumb. Yeah. They'll probably be for sensible government. Probably for sensible gun regulations too. Yep. Mm-hmm. And a fiscal po- policy that helps regular people, I would imagine. And for common sense abortion. Mm-hmm. Common sense abortion. Restrictions. I, I don't know. Here's the compromise we're going to make. Pregnant women are allowed to cross state lines on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Yeah, it's not a problem. As long as people can cross state lines or multiple state lines to get to other places, and it's not really an issue. Let's try to go to the Forward Party Convention. Where will it be? Who? You know what it's going to be? It's going to be every... Have you been watching this HBO documentary series called The Anarchists? Oh, no. my God. Oh, my gosh. What an, what an amazing... This is my favorite thing on TV right now. And um, I started watching it because it said it was about anarchists, but it's not really about... It's about fucking anarcho-capitalists, if you know what that is. Just Bitcoin assholes who don't like paying taxes and they call themselves anarchists because they don't like the government taking their money. Like Ron Paul speaks at these conventions. Yeah, I mean, who does, right? Fucking fake anarchists. I thought it was going to be like real, like real crust punk anarchists, you know? Yeah. Um, But it's just Bitcoin assholes. Um, And I can't recommend it highly enough. It's just incredible. Um, There's some real tragedy involved and it's very sad, but it's also, it's like, how often do you get to watch a show where you're like, yep, I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. 
I hate, it's just such a mm, vivid viewing experience. Anyway, all this to say, they used to have an annual convention in Acapulco, New Mexico called Anarco, Anarcopulco. And they would, and it turned more and more just into like a Bitcoin hype fest. Yeah. Anyway, I think the forward party is going to be something like that. It's just going to be a bunch of Bitcoin weirdos. Like, who wants to go to like a, whatever, who cares? Why are we talking about this enough? I don't know. If you go to patreon.com slash election profit makers, we posted quite a few special episodes recently. We've got a new field recording that I recorded in the woods after a thunderstorm in North Carolina. We've got an interview with Clive Thompson about design principles that you can learn from guitar pedals. And we have John's legendary explanation of conference realignment. Patreon.com slash election profit makers. Uh, if you've been waiting on your stickers, I can tell you they are going out this week. All new Patreons get some EPM stickers and uh, some A-Team stickers. I just ordered some new A-Team stickers because I like to think about the A-Team. A-Team? Yeah, the famous TV show, the A-Team. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Murdoch. Dun, 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 dun. It's a great, great song. All right, listener questions. Casey wrote in this week. Said, I was recently driving into Cincinnati from the south, I-75 from Kentucky, and was reminded that it has the best skyline reveal I've ever seen. The city is completely concealed by tree-covered hills and bends in the road until you come around one last bend and suddenly the whole skyline is right in front of you. Then uh, There's a link to a video. Um it helps that Cincy has such a great skyline, so good that one of their famous chili chains is named for it. Cincy skyline is decent. Um, I know Whoa. it's been a while. I know it's been a while since you've talked about skylines, but I'm wondering if either of you or your listeners can think of any other great skyline reveals like Cincinnati's. Um, yeah. Cincinnati. Can, can I just make a comment about Cincinnati and that reveal in the video that they sent? Yes, I'll allow it. Yes, that is an incredible reveal. I don't think I've ever done it. I think I did it in reverse. So I could see it in my rearview mirror and it doesn't work the same way. But that is how you have a skyline reveal. And that's why cities out west can't do that. You have <gasps> why? to just because you see the skyline coming for miles. I see it. You can't sneak up on you. Right. And and most cities are like that. Uh, but some city, you know, Charlotte, the other queen city, if you are on I-77 heading north from South Carolina, you don't see the skyline until the very last second when you come up to 277 and it blows you away if you didn't know it was coming. But I would say one skyline reveal that is better than that Cincinnati one is the Pittsburgh skyline reveal through the pit tunnel and over the pit tunnel bridge. I was going to say coming into Pittsburgh is so damn exciting. It's, it's just great. Yeah, it is. Um, you feel like you're in an old timey movie coming into the big city. It just comes out of nowhere. And if you do it, it I've never done it, but I know I can imagine it. I've looked at, at it night, in Google bro? earth. Ooh. If you do it at night, because you're yeah. coming in at this northeast angle, the sun is out in the west and it's shining directly onto the city. So if you're coming in, you know, any time in the afternoon or at night, it's got to be amazing. 
I think I drove into Pittsburgh one night with uh, our friend um, Danny Boy, Dirty Danny, and um, it was so awesome. And I went out and bought, and I had never really cared about cities or skylines, but I think I went out and bought a postcard of the Pittsburgh skyline at night because it because it was just so exciting to me. I think that happened. I think that's a real memory I have. It's a good skyline. I'll tell you another good skyline reveal. One of the other skyline memories I have, John. Years ago, taking the bus from Boston, Massachusetts into New York City and coming into New York City at night and you see, I had never realized this until I was visiting as an adult and taking the bus. New York City essentially has two skylines, right? It has the Midtown skyline Mm -hmm. with some real famous buildings, the Chrysler building and the Empire State building. And then you keep going and then down at the end of Manhattan, there's a whole second skyline it was even crazier because it had the freaking World Trade Center towers, the Twin Towers, which are just like the toughest things that has ever existed when you think about it. That was so tough looking. I mean, there were horrible, ugly buildings, especially when you were down there. But as part of a skyline, yeah, they were so it was big. so freaking iconic. No wonder the Al-Qaeda wanted to take them down. There was yeah. like the coolest buildings ever. And now we have the fucking Freedom Tower. And I was really thinking about it the other night and getting really upset. Freedom Tower fucking sucks. It does. No disrespect. That was so obviously designed by committee. What's his name was the lead architect and they had 100,000 submissions and 50 rounds of notes. It just looks like a soft skyscraper. Compare, they should have just rebuilt the Twin Towers. Yeah. Because that was so cool and distinctive. Yeah, the fact that there's two just... It was just like so nuts. It was so fun. Yeah. It just creates this synergy. It's just, yeah, they were huge. And now we have this totally generic, totally generic skyscraper that I can barely distinguish from the other skyscrapers. You know what I mean? But it's got symbolism. What's the symbolism? Freedom. It's 1,776 feet. I totally forgot it was 1,777. But it's it's like that height of 1,776 is... They kind of cheated because isn't it the tip of the radio antenna yeah, or something? They couldn't yeah. even really do it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, my I think gosh. part of that antenna is structurally part of the building, but yeah, no, it doesn't look great. Pittsburgh. I would say that's my personal favorite skyline reveal. That's and then New York. Those are the two that I remember in my life. Casey is right. Rolling hills, mountains, things like that. You know, in, in even smaller places like Knoxville, Tennessee or Asheville, North Carolina, you just suddenly come out and boom. There they That's are. That's the way to go. You're right. You're right. The way, it, yeah, it makes it so much more dramatic. The staging, it's all about staging. I think Richmond, Virginia has a good skyline approach from the south as you're heading north on I-95. It doesn't really come out of nowhere, but it's pretty impressive for you know a small skyline. We had talked a couple of weeks ago, I think, about how the phrase Herschel Walker Secret Sons was a good name for a band. I think we, t- remember that, John? Yeah, I do. We got a letter from Jason. Jason said, I just want to let you know that I've started a two-man noise project with a local drummer, and we're called Herschel Walker's Secret Sons. Our first show is going to be on the 30th of July. So they just had their first show. He says, Herschel Walker's Secret Sons is essentially me and a couple of Korg Volkas, the Beats and Modular uh Volkas, if you're curious. Those are two little like synthesizers, Sean. And they're running to a pedal board and then out to a Vox AC30, which John is a very famous guitar amp. Uh, And he says, and then of course, there's also drums. I really appreciate the fact that you are making tabletop music. 
I assume he's speaking to me. Are you making tabletop music as well, no, John? No, he's speaking to you. Okay. No. Uh, I appreciate you're making tabletop music as I had a stroke about six years ago, uh, combined with the fact that I broke the fuck out of my wrist last October, Jesus. and that ended my, my playing career. So it's much safer for me to make a tabletop set. Uh, okay. Jason also, very conscientiously, included a photograph of his uh, pedal board that he used um, uh, for this live gig. Let's see what we got on this pedal board real quick. Let me take a look at this. This is, this is hot, fresh in my inbox. Uh, Wait a minute. <clears throat> what? I didn't see that. Did he no, he, did, he literally sent it as we're recording this episode. Oh, oh. to you? Yep. I'll is forward it to what, you. Just your friend? This is <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, no. now Herschel Walker's secret sons. Those are my secret friends that you don't get to talk All to. Right. Speaking of Akron, Ohio, I notice here he has an Earthquaker Devices pedal, the Data Corruptor. All right. And he's got the... Oh, this guy's got money because he has a red panda. Okay, I get it. This is a little bit of a flex sending me these fancy pedals. Ah. I see some mystery pedals here. Unbranded home DIY mystery pedals. Okay. Anyway, check out Herschel Walker's Secret Sons. How do we do uh, that? Uh, looks like they have a Bandcamp link. Now, I have not listened to this music. I do not... I'm not necessarily endorsing this, but you can go to Herschel Walker Secret Sons.bandcamp.com. That is great. As They Might Be Giants says, good luck to all bands. All right. This next one, this was big. This one came in just before we were about to record. This is a Hall of Fame uh, correspondence. Rebecca from Missoula, Montana writes in. I'm catching up on the last few episodes of EPM and was interested in your discussion of Gavin Newsom's chances of winning the Democratic nomination in 2024 and the fact he is airing ads in Florida, a potential sign a run is happening. I started wondering if his candidacy was happening a few months ago when I noticed something had changed at his ranch here in Montana. I live in Missoula. His wife's family owns a ranch in this area, and the Newsoms have their own property nearby. How do I know this? Because for years, the ranch's entrance gate, which is right on the main highway, has his last name in three-foot-tall letters on the crossbar. Wow. Now, most ranch main gates in the American West wealthy trophy or otherwise, usually are decorated with a large representation of their livestock brand or have a name for a local geographic feature or beloved wild animal. Think Trapper Peak Ranch or Running Elk Ranch. Nope, not Gavin. It's Newsome. <laughs> Easily visible, even if you are driving 70 miles per hour down the highway. Now, this seeming narcissism would be odd unless you've seen, like I know both of you have, the funky photo of him and Kimberly Guilfoyle laying on the carpet. Mm. Then you say to yourself, yep, checks out. It is a funky photo, Rebecca. You've used the perfect adjective. Anyway, the Newsome crossbar disappeared not that long ago. Now, my mom thinks it's because he came under criticism in the California media for visiting Montana at this time because of our state's current fascist religious right leadership, and he wants to downplay his local connection. Interesting. I say no, however. 
The county where his family lives has been hard right for decades. The state as a whole has been moving that way since Trump, and he hasn't ever cared about offending his followers or violating California laws by staying here. I think the Newsom sign is gone because of the security and privacy concerns of a presidential candidate. Huh. Hmm. I also like to imagine a Democratic consultant advised him his gate was kind of tacky and to get rid of it. But anyone who puts out for public consumption the Guilfoyle carpet photo probably wouldn't listen. I agree with that 100%. I'm but, not sure. I- but for security reasons, they might. And that is a good. But he's already the governor of California. I mean. Yeah, but nobody cares about the governor of California. In- uh, excuse me, Arnold Schwarzenegger, kindergarten cop. It's anecdotal, but that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good piece of intel. I mean, that's great local intel from our agent in Missoula, Rebecca, who we embedded in that state. I can't remember if it was 20 or 30 years ago, but that was great, great local intel. I'd really like to see a picture of it. I'm imagining it. I know, right? Now, the way Rebecca writes it out, she has it in all caps. Newsome. Yeah, that's obnoxious. Well, I mean, what are you going to have? Lowercase letters on your fucking ranch sign? You're not going to do that. Not all lowercase. I wonder if we could find it on Google Earth. Yeah, maybe we could get an address and, and check it out. All right, I want to skip Sven's. We have a lot here. This is plenty of episodes. Come on, it's dirty. I don't want to do it. Okay. Sven, we're not going to read your email because it's too dirty. John really wanted us to read it because he has a filthy mind. I I will say, however, that was an amazing coincidence. Yeah. We always love to hear from listener coincidences. Yeah, we've had a number of people write in lately with some good coincidences. Thank you for those. Well, John, that was a pretty fun episode of Election Profit Makers, our podcast. What'd you think? I enjoyed it. (laughs) <laughs> I did too. And listeners, we hope you did too. You know, we do it every week. And so, you know, it's just uh, it's just part of our life at this point. It's the fabric of our lives. Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. I'm Lamont Cranston. Oh, wait, no. Lamont Cranston is the shadow, right? Yeah. I'm, what was his name? What was the name of that old soap opera actor who- Didn't we used to watch Days of Our Lives every day? We had lunch? a 50-minute lunch. We would race to the car, jump in the car, go to- Harris Teeter, we had a 79-cent lunch, which was a pack of ramen and a grape soda, I think. Race to Aaron's house, watch the first 20 minutes of Days of Our Lives every day at lunch, and then race back to class. Yeah. I don't remember that lunch. I remember eating grape nuts. Oh, yeah. Free. There was a lot Free. of grape nuts getting eaten, too. Good stuff. Good stuff. That was the glory days of Days of Our Lives, man. You had Patch. You had... Uh, Victor Kyriakis, you had Jack Devereaux. Remember all those wonderful characters? Mm-mm. You had, um, oh, who was the other bad guy? There was another bad guy. And then there was Jennifer, the comely young last Jennifer. And then there was Bo and Hope, of course. They were the kind of the centerpiece yeah. of that show. The show kind of revolved around Bo and Hope. Bo had a good beard. There were so many. And then somebody went in, you know, in soap operas, people are always like going into comas and like going blind. And then they have like body doubles. Just a lot of fun. It was really Did cool. Did Days of Our Lives have a pretty modern intro looking? Yeah. This, <laughs> yeah. It was, that was like this, film stock from like 1937. Yeah. Does it still have that? I don't know. I, oh, it's probably CG. Don't I can easily imagine it now being like a CGI oh. sand hourglass, you know? But back in the yeah. day, it was looking filthy. That film stock was looking <laughs> filthy, like yeah. sands through the hourglass. Who, yeah, how did it start? Dun, 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 
dun, dun. Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. This is blah, blah, blah. And these are days of our lives. Da, 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 da. Why don't you read the credits while I hum the hum the theme to Days of Our Lives? Election Profit Makers is an independent production. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash election profit makers and send your election prediction questions to contact at electionprofitmakers.com. If you want to try Predicted, you can go to predicted.org slash promo slash EPM20 to receive up to $20 in matching funds. Please rate and review us. Thank you. We will see you next week. Bye.